Okay, this is it. We're starting. That was live. I just said that, but this time it's live and it's being recorded. There you go. And this is Storytime with Dave, and I'm your host, Dave. And I never have guests on this podcast. They know the rules. The audience knows the rules. Hell yeah. But today I have Rafael Hernandez on the podcast. Cheers. But I guess technically you're a co-host then, and then I'm not breaking my rules. I'm co-hosting. All right, hell yeah. Co-hosting is even better than being a guest. It is. It's kind of like an honor. I feel like it's a great honor. Because you asked to be on the podcast. I did. And no one ever asked, but most people I would deny the opportunity. I would say, no, you can be neither guest nor co-host, I would say to them. Yeah. That would be my standard answer, you know? It's funny, because the only reason why I asked is because, like, I was listening to the podcast, and you're like, if you want to be on the podcast, just ask. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, I I like rejecting people. Oh. Especially in a comedic context. You know, because, like... It's like if a if a woman were to you don't you don't want to deny in that sense you know like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like rejecting and I feel bad you don't want to reject like me yeah yeah, yeah. someone and I gotta be like no no it's cool and I'm then, good yeah. then you feel bad but if they're like can I be in your podcast I'm like what 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 makes you think you have the right to be on my <laughs> podcast no 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 that, I love that that's my favorite and when they walk away they don't take pussy with them so exactly that's like, it's like. Best case scenario. Exactly. I don't have pussy for you, bro. But I brought weed, so. So then that's, you know, next best thing, I guess. There you go. Well, um, purposely, as usual, there's no plan. You know. Of course not. You just walked in three minutes ago. We're in the podcast studio, which is also the living room. Yeah. There's a shag rug. Okay. We're sitting on the rug like children. It is very nice. And, uh. Will it absorb some of the sound, some of the echo? Gotcha. Do you think? Sure. Do you think that's a good idea? Because yeah. I sure do. I felt like I, I was pretty brilliant. Yeah, that's why I have We're thinking about it that way. Echo absorbing couch. Oh, yes. We're surrounded by things which absorb echo. Yeah. Although on the one side is a brick wall. There you go. Which might actually... It's a good sound situation. I'm sure they're, they can tell right now. It's very smart of you. That's why you actually got a fat guest. Who's also echo absorbent. Very smart. <laughs> Everything is absorbing echo. Again, yeah. another reason why you were allowed on to be a co-host. I was like, some of these... It's all when unraveling. You, when you get someone who's too skinny, then their bones actually echo <laughs> sound yeah. off their bones. That's because the worst. it's like they don't have enough in between. Yeah. So it's just coming right off their bones. It's ridiculous. I mean, some of these people have their own podcasts and it just bothers sounds... me. It irks me. It's just bouncing off their their skinny faces. Yeah. I Most of the shit. podcasts that I enjoy are not skinny people. Who the fuck is has skinny with a podcast? Name one. I don't know. Exactly. That's good? Because exactly. I'm thinking like, okay, the well, New York Times podcast, for example, is probably mostly very skinny people. I'm sure and they're BuzzFeed, probably yeah. Yeah, they're vegetarians, BuzzFeed, Vox. Probably pound lesbian. Yeah, and breaks bones very easily. They're twenty seven. They have osteoporosis. That kind of thing. You know, these are the podcasts I don't really like. Podcasts I do like. Tim Dillon. He's a big guy. History hyenas. They're not. They're not huge, but they they got a little something on them. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not fat. Not fat at all. But he's thick. He's big. He's a big fella. He's not. He's not. He's not bird bone. He's not a bird bone little boy. Exactly. Okay, so. Now that we've covered that skinny people are never allowed on this podcast, yes. ever, yes. we can really get into what we came here to talk about, which we haven't figured out yet, but we will. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> well, I don't know. We've been having 
mind-blowing conversations. Yeah. Mostly it's that I'll tell you things and then you go, I'm like, fuck. Jesus Christ, man. Why'd you make me even think of that shit? Yeah. And I'm, I'm black-pilling <laughs> you slowly. I mean, it's actually been a pretty quick process. <laughs> I think it, within a matter of two or three months, you've gone from having hope for humanity to having absolutely no hope whatsoever. Would you like to talk about that experience? I mean, you'd be, you'd be surprised how slow of a burn it, it's been, like, like for years. Like, I don't know, like, you know, shit never really feels right, but then you just, like, you see something like, oh, Chance the Rapper likes Obama? Fucking, that's gotta mean something, I right? like Obama too, then. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Like, you know, this guy just gotta know what he's talking about. He's gave, gave a million dollars to Chicago, like, you know what I mean? Like, just, just like, I don't know, man. Some things just always, just always, they're good at pulling you back in, because that's what they're created to do. Yeah, yeah, but it does so like a lot of time it doesn't feel right, like you just said. Yeah, that's when you know, yeah. like you could be wrong about that. Could be, but sometimes you know, you just like that just feels weird. It just feels weird. It's like always in your face. I was at Mark Henley's yesterday, and then he had a coffee table book that was hugs from Obama. I posted on Instagram. Yes. It's like a book of pictures of Obama hugging people. And I told Henley, I was like, you know what I'm going to do the next time I come over here? I'm going to print out a bunch of pictures of, like, bombed out hospitals in Syria <laughs> and just tape those on every page. <laughs> hugs from Obama. This is what a real hug from Obama looks like. It looks like a bunch of dead civilians, you know? And they just... Everybody. <laughs> they just wash that away. It's like the stuff with the... Um, I feel like I probably talked about this before, but it's like the Bush stuff. They, like... They waited, like, till Trump was in office to acknowledge it well to um try to revamp his image so they were like george bush is painting pictures of immigrants isn't he such a good guy oh, and you're like yeah he also like knew 9-11 was gonna happen he was involved in it you know it's like crazy shit we blew right past like everyone knowing that iraq was bullshit right to hey look he's fucking painting pictures isn't he great mm -hmm. it's like but there's no not a little bit of anger, not a little smidge of like, hey, he's like, no one cares anymore. They're like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah. He's so cute. And he is. It's adorable. He hangs he's... out with Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, and they're both adorable. <laughs> yeah, and they're both, both like so really kind-hearted good people. Yeah. They're good souls. Of course. And they, they don't they don't think they're better than common folk. At you all. know? That's why they're both so giving. Ellen always gives gifts on her shows. Bush gave kids tons of bombs. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and all sorts of things. And he yeah. gave all those firefighters uh, permanent lung damage Yeah, in New York City. Yeah. You know the fire department, the FDNY? I, they said that they won't do mandatory vaccines. I saw this story the other day. Really? I didn't look too deep into it. I never really do. I'm one of those headline guys, you know what I'm saying? Oh I read a headline, I'm like, now I know it all. You know, I read one sentence, and now I know everything. So... But I don't know, because uh, I think they're skeptical. I love a firefighter, dude. Mm -hmm. I like these New York firefighters. They're, like, ahead of the game. They know it's weird. I mean, who wants to just try shit out? Like, look, if I'm good enough to <laughs> knock down your door and, like, save you from a burning building, I don't, I don't have to do it with, like, 
a, a surgical mask over my already gas mask. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just let me save your life. You can, we, we can work on the details later. That'd be so funny. That'd be such a funny sketch if like a house is burning down and the FDNY <laughs> knocks it down and then they're like, wait, where's your mask? <laughs> and the person's like burning alive and they're like holding a baby and they're yeah. like, stay away from me. You might have the virus. Exactly. It's like, I have a scarf over my face <laughs> for the smoke. I know, but is that like F- Is that N95? <laughs> yeah. Is that approved? What's going on here? Yeah, they're like, I need to call Anthony Fauci and ask him if it's okay that I that I get into your ladder. Is there no way to pull me out while being socially distanced? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Six feet. Yeah, they're like, well, fire is bad, but this virus is really something. Have yes. you heard about the long term lung damage from this from this virus? You They'd be what? like, have you heard about the long term lung damage of smoke? You know, I'd say the virus is the real fire. If yeah. you ask me. That's what I would say. We need to put out that fire first. We need mm-hmm. to we need to put our priorities in the right space. Hundred percent. I'll just you guys hang need out here. To sell all your fire trucks and buy ventilators with the money. That's what we need you guys to do. Yeah. yeah so that uh, sucks. They're all gay. What all the firefighters are gay? Yeah, you said FDNY they don't believe in vaccines. Oh, so, no, that I thought that the gayness was linked to the vaccines. Oh, okay, that's my theory. I also think it might be um, linked to the seltzers, the hard seltzers. <laughs> like all of a yeah. sudden, everyone's drinking hard seltzer, and then like everyone's transgender. I think that more has to do with the transgender stuff. I think the gay stuff might have something to do with the vaccines. It's all speculative. That's in, that's that's kind of interesting you say that because I remember the first time I had what what's that what's that the white claw? Mm-hmm. First time I had a white claw, I got so gassy that I wanted to cut off my own penis. Yeah, and that and I was like, why do I want to cut my dick off so bad? And now you just answered my question. I'm just saying I, I think it's correlative. I'm not saying I know for sure nah, that these just, things are linked. Yeah. I'm just saying it's curious. Yeah, it's curious. It certainly is. Yeah. You know that guy from Wu Tang who <laughs> covered off his own penis and jumped from a building. Was that did that happen? Yeah, that happened. I, I think his know. name was like Supreme or something. Yeah, he did like a bunch of drugs, a bunch of heroin, and then he finished it all <laughs> off with a white claw, and that's why he cut his dick off and jumped out of a window. So he was he must have had early access to white claw, but Wu Tang was very successful at the time. Mad successful. Yeah. Obviously, you know they're in a different world. Bougie shit. Yeah. Okay. There was something I was also just gonna say, and I forgot. Sorry. So I guess we should move on. No, it's not your fault. This is what you got to do. You can't hang on to those things. Yeah. Like that's how you be decent at podcasting cuz you always think of an idea. It's annoying to podcast with these people. They like think of an idea. Like let's say you thought of something right this second mm-hmm. and I'm going to finish my point. But you're not listening to me. Okay. You're just thinking about that thing that you just thought of cuz you're like this is so good. I'm going <laughs> to say that. But it might go like for 2 minutes or 3 minutes. Like maybe I go on a whole tangent. And you're just not listening for me for three minutes. And then I go, so what do you think about that? And then you say your thing, which is now completely off topic. <laughs> and you act like you're answering my question or something like yeah. that. Oh, uh, yeah. that's That would that's, uh, be a ridiculous conversation. I hate that. I used to do that all the time. So I were really high quality podcasts. You, you know, I, I learned to let go in regular conversation. That would be something I used to do a lot that in regular too, yeah. conversation. And I'd be like, why am I holding on to like a joke? Let me just talk like a person. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. no, but 20 minutes ago, you, you said you like cats. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I've been working on this bit. Yeah. I love when, when someone tries to run a bit yeah. in conversation and calling them out for it. You know, when you're hanging out with like, like yeah. seven comics and then one of the comics goes like, you know, it's kind of like this. And then they do it like it's a bit. And we're like, are you running a bit right now? Like, did you write that? <laughs> Have you done that on stage before? And they're like, oh, well, 
I, I get, yeah, there's a bit. It's like, oh, Dave, you actually reminded me of my uncle. And I went to his farm one time when I was six. He's like, what? I don't need to hear this. It's just sound like, you know, as soon as the comedian's in a bit. Yeah. You know, the second, everything changes. 100%. They're a different person. The energy cadence, changes. Yeah. The energy. All, all their whole, yeah, it's just, it bothers me. It bothers stage me. presence is different. Like, like, you can say comedy is a conversation all you want, but you don't talk to anybody. Like, you talk to people on stage. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, but most part, that's true. And how most comedians do comedy, it's true. And then when they're on stage, you're like, this makes sense that they're talking like that. Yeah. You don't think too much about it. But then when they're doing it in conversation, you're like, what are you doing? Like, this is embarrassing. People always make up for the extra person in the room. You know what I mean? If me and you could be talking, even though it's just us two talking, if there was a third person in the room, we would still be talking differently just to acknowledge that third person. Like, you know what I mean? That's true. Uh, I heard that on Joe Rogan or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) They they, they said some shit about that. Like, they're talking about, like, AI, how, like, like, AI would be, like, that third person, and human conversation would never be the same if there was always a robot in the room because it would never be a truly private conversation again. You know what I mean? Well, we already have that. I mean, Alexa, are you listening? I have a smart TV. There you go. That's uh, I don't have an Alexa. We don't have an Alexa. But we have oh. the next best thing, which is a Google Chrome smart TV. Fuck so yeah. I know that there's probably not only... Uh, it's not only probably listening to us, yeah. but it's, it's probably in the bottom left. Or like you see that in the bottom, yeah. that little thingy? That's probably a camera or something. We're probably. probably being filmed right now. Probably being seen live. Yeah, probably. They were probably seeing me do cocaine on this table the other night. They were probably looking at me. And and now I can't run for office because they'll just release that. If the government is listening and recording us every second, I'm more upset at them for not forwarding me like the funny shit I've said. Like, that would you know be nice. I mean? Like, it's do like, me the solid yeah, at least. You recording my podcast, just send me the copy. Or sometimes the recommended videos. I'm like, have you guys even been listening that well? I'm like, this doesn't even seem like what I'd like. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, you'd probably enjoy. I'm trying to think of someone who I get a lot. They're always trying to get me on Ben Shapiro. Really? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I don't like Ben Shapiro. They're like, he's Jewish, you're Jewish. You both don't like transgender people. I'm like, well, that's there's more to me than just not liking transgender people. They just try to put me in a, they pigeonhole me. They try to put me in a box. It's fucked up, man. At least you get Ben Shapiro. They've been trying to put me on uh, H3 or E. Like, oh, I know that one. That fucking po- like, I, I, I had checked it out a couple times, whatever, but then it's like, I don't listen to it. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't, they talk about nothing. It's fine. It's fine for, for, for them, but I don't listen to that shit. I want to hear about, like, government destroying humanity and, you know, slowly, like, using my, losing my sanity. Yeah, I either want to laugh. From a podcast, or I want to feel a sense of impending doom. Oh yeah, that's the only. And if you could do both, yeah, then that's my favorite kind of podcast. If I can laugh and laugh maniacally, then yeah, yeah, know. yeah, or or it's even like uh, in a scared way, like that <laughs> Simpsons meme when he's like, "I'm in danger," you know, like that one. When he's like on the bus. I forget. I've never watched the Simpsons, but I like that meme. Not even it's... fucking uh, Heisenberg and Breaking Bad. <laughs> you see, you saw Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Where he fucking, uh, where he finds out the wife got rid of all the money. He's just like laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's my kind that, of crazy laugh. That's a good that's crazy a laugh. That's a good laugh. That's yeah, a great yeah. scene. That's a great mm-hmm. scene. It's like, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do at that moment? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to do the thing we just said not to do. 
Okay. I remembered the thing that I was going to say before. Okay. And I don't not like transgender people. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know that, you know like that kind of transgender person. I feel like there's real transgender people, <laughs> and then there's fake transgender people. Yeah. Like the fake transgender people will be like me being like, guys, I'm a woman now. I identify as a woman. I'm not going to do anything about it, but I want to be treated as such. I want to be afforded all of the uh, justifiable rage of being a marginalized person in this society. And I want benefits in accordance with my lack of privilege. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to do anything about it. Like, I'm not going to cut my dick off. I'm not even going to shave my beard. I'm not even going to shave my beard. I'm just going to be a woman. I am a woman now. That, they, I think should be made fun of and I think it should be but the real ones who commit I'm like then you're a woman like if you're a dude and you're like fuck this as long as it's not like four years old if you're (laughs) like a 19 year old and you're like I'm a dude I know I was a woman the whole time but now I'm a dude get me the surgery give me the hormones I'm a woman now I'm like yes or whatever I just said not a dude (laughs) a woman whatever You're, you're something different yeah and you fully commit. Identify. Then I, if I was that, I would be even more mad at the fake transgender people. Mm-hmm. They would bother me even more. I'd be like, I did all this work. <laughs> yeah. And you did nothing. And now you're just going to reap all the benefits? It's not fair. It's not yeah. fair at all. It's like you've been working your whole life to, to change because society won't. And then it does right after you do. That's got to be fucking annoying. Not cool. Not, not cool, cool at all, then, society. Yeah. Yeah, how about the transgender people who were transgender in, like, the 90s? They're probably so mad right now. No. Because they're like, everyone, (laughs) people would assault me just for being me. (laughs) And now everyone's like, you'll be assaulted for saying, like, I don't really know about transgender people. Someone's going to assault me for saying that now. The tables have turned. I wonder if there's, like, a feminist out there who's as comfortable wearing a dress to work as a transgender person putting on a suit to work. It's probably a similar vibe. They're like, this isn't who I am. Yeah. This is not who I am. And there's also those feminists who really don't like transgender people. They have a name. They're called TERFs, but I forget what it's, it stands yeah, for. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> that was like, like the true feminists or some shit. It's hilarious. I don't know. They're like militant <laughs> yeah. feminists. A lot of them are lesbians. But I'm sure some of them aren't. Where's your cooch? Show me your cooch. Yeah, yeah, You're exactly. You're fake. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what it's like. They, they should be listening to my podcast. They'd actually they probably be. like me on some episodes. This yeah. one in particular. Yeah. I'm sure there's others where they take issue with some of what I'm saying. You know. But and I feel like I used to rip on women in the old episodes way more. Yeah. These days I got no beef with them, to be honest. You know, I feel like they've been behaving lately, for the most part. Except for those Karens. Yeah, but the Karens, like, that's just individuals. Correct. It's not big movements. No. They're not in the streets with their pussy hats anymore. They've calmed down. You're going to have your individual actors every now and again. It's that's really, fine. You're always gonna... just that annoying lady. Like, I've been waiting. Like, I've been waiting for the Karen thing. Like, for years. Like, I was a server for a long time. And, you know, that, that kind of lady yeah. always has a problem with wherever she's at. And I'm like... When are you going to get yours? Why does nobody hate you yeah. collectively yet? So Well, now there's the male Karens, too. Male dude. Karens coming out of the woodwork. The fuck is that? Um, I don't know. I saw uh, Andre Kim shared a video on Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, like the guys who would call the police and stuff? Yeah, yeah. So he was just like sitting, I guess, in a restaurant, like in the, in 
I guess not in a dining area, but in like a waiting area or something. I think he was on the show. Okay. And I don't know if he was on a show at the restaurant or if he was like before a show. And he was sitting in the di- in the non-dining area and the guy, the male Karen came over and was like, sir, you need to put your mask on. And Andre just was wearing <laughs> it like as a chin strap. Yeah. And Andre just like, wait, so, but if I got food, I wouldn't have to wear the mask. And the guy's like, yeah, te- that would be correct. Yes, technically that would be correct. And Andre's like, okay, so I'm sitting here and I can get COVID for not wearing the mask. But if I sat over there and I ordered a $35 burger, it was a nice restaurant, mm. then I would be fine and I don't get COVID and we're obeying the the guidelines, right? And then this kind of goes back and forth. Andre's just like, you can see how that's kind of stupid, right? Like, you can see where I'm coming from. Can you see how that's kind of... And then and basically the guy... Threatens to call the police, and I think he even does end up calling the police. Wow. Because I guess Andre was an imminent threat, putting everyone in danger. Because he wasn't sitting in the right place. He was sitting yeah. in the COVID super spreader area, where you have to wear a mask. Well, COVID isn't rude. It's not going to bother you while you're eating. Exactly. I mean, it's like the most ethical virus there's ever been. It's an elite. It's, it's a disease created by elitists, so it's <laughs> going to have manners. Exactly. Except at night, after 10 o'clock, <laughs> oh, then it's like a predator on the streets. It's just well, waiting for you to round the corner to take advantage of you. Yeah, that's hoodlum time anyway. <clears throat> yeah, so it's like, it has a dark side. <laughs> it's like this repressed... It, COVID was created by elitists. It's kind of like a child. Like a child who was raised by really rich people. And for the most part, they could behave themselves at like a gala. But then, <laughs> you know, there's another side of them where they're like doing crystal meth. You know, oh. getting their dick sucked by by a, a transgender person or something like that. You Gosh. know, at like 3 a.m. on a, on a Wednesday. You know, in like a really expensive hotel or something. They Hunter like, Biden wow. in it. Yeah, Hunter Biden. Hunter COVID Biden. is Hunter Biden, dude. <laughs> Never seen both in the same picture, man. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. COVID is Hunter Biden. I can't believe we just figured that out. That's it. That's why Biden's not scared. He's not scared of being 80 fucking thousand. I feel like that's the other thing, like... None of them, like, all these governors who keep getting caught, like, breaking their rules, they don't really seem to care about the virus. Like, they're not afraid of the virus. They don't. I love that whole Gavin Newsom thing. They're like, well, he was outdoors. I'm like, that was not, that shit is not outdoors. There was, the, the picture was taken, like, through glass. Yeah. You know, maybe they had, like, a door open. And they're like, oh, well, then that counts as outdoors. There was proper ventilation. I'm like, the dude doesn't care about the virus. He's not afraid of it. Because mm-hmm. he knows that we're all bullshit. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I don't even know if it's a real virus. I think it probably is. I think they got themselves covered. I think it's an <laughs> Israeli bioweapon, but I don't think they're that worried about it. Or it's an American bioweapon. I don't know. I think if it's an American bioweapon, Israel's probably in on it somehow. Mm-hmm. They're kind of in cahoots a lot of the time. But we don't have to go down that rabbit hole. That's a whole big thing. <laughs> you know, we're trying to have fun. I mean, I was going to say, wasn't it made in like that Chinese lab though? But it, that Chinese lab was American owned, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, basically, they outsourced it. Like, they were doing that work in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. It's so ridiculous when you actually explain what they were doing because they were... Like, this was the situation. They go, we have to... Um, this all started back in the anthrax scare. And they oh. use a lot of the same language. The best podcast to follow that I've told you about, and I've told the listeners about, but I'll continue to repeat myself, is James Corbett. C-O-R-B-E-T-T James Corbett He's still got a YouTube channel somehow But 
They'll take him down soon, I'm sure. <laughs> There's also like several other people, and then he'll point you in the direction of other people. But he did an episode where he talked about this whole dark winter thing, and he just brings back clips from 2002. There was this anth- anthrax scare. It might have been 2001. It was right after 9-11. Yeah. They needed more justification to paint Saddam Hussein. Because, like, no one remembers yeah. this. People think, like, 9-11 happened, and then the next day we were in Iraq. Like, there was a whole period of time between 9-11 before we started the war on terror. Yeah. Because they had to find a way to pin it. Because, as you know, it's like, the people who were the culprits... I mean, the real people who were the culprits were American, Israeli, you know, intelligence services, like... But the people who they ended up, you know, the pictures that you see, mm-hmm. they're all Saudi. You know, yeah. like Osama bin Laden was Saudi, part of the bin Laden family, yeah. which had like super 50 kids. Yeah. Super rich family. He, the, the Bushes knew the bin Ladens. Yeah. You know, like same with all these other power elites. And obviously the relationship between Saudi Arabia and the United States of America is pretty tight, you know. But they had to get some, so then it... They released this strain of anthrax, and a few people ended up dying, and it was like a big... This is where they started the... This was like the infancy of the whole bio-terrorism paradigm, right? So they said, this is a bioweapon, this is what these people are doing, these people are getting their hands on this stuff, these terrorists, and then they could potentially start a big pandemic and a bunch of people could die. And they said they traced it back... You know, like, quote-unquote, traced it back to Saddam Hussein. They found out later that they traced it back to the only place that could have produced it was a laboratory in the United States. Like, it was a particular strain (laughs) of anthrax that was... But it's like, that, like, that's like a... uh, They just bury that in, like, an edition of the New York Times. It's, like, on the 15th page. And they're like, oh, by the way, Saddam didn't do that anthrax shit. But it's, like, months later and no one gives a fuck. The war's already justified... Not that that directly led to the war, mm-hmm. but it was another piece. Then they could put Saddam's face on TV and be like, you know, intelligence services are linking this bio attack to Saddam Hussein. You see, he is a monster. We've been telling you. Meanwhile, it's like, <laughs> Meanwhile, you it's know. American, you know, it's American produced virus in an American lab. Yeah. So what they started to do, though, in order to justify this, it's like so it's so cyclical because they go, wait a second, these terrorists, us really, but these terrorists, quote unquote, are are going to engage in bioterrorism. So what do we have to do? We have to start our own bio bio bioweaponry programs because we have to make vaccines and treatments just in case. So they go, just in case these other people make a biological weapon, we have to make that virus or that bacteria or whatever to make a cure for it. (laughs) Because just in case they release it, we'll have a cure for it. So we had all these labs in the United States where they were making viruses. They were making new viruses and they'd be like... Now they just didn't even have to hide it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're like, well, maybe they'll use this virus as a bioweapon. Or maybe they'll use this virus as a bioweapon. Then they just keep... Um, you know, like obviously a lot of the ones that they make would not be able to spread or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. experimental, but eventually, and this is what they always do. They just find loopholes, which is obvious. So eventually the, I don't know who it was. If it was like the FDA or like some government organization was like, you can't do this. This is like, it, the risks are too high. 
So you're not allowed to do, do this. And they just said, okay, we'll just do it in China. So they made the Wuhan laboratory. Yeah. I don't think they made it that long ago, but I don't know when they made it. I think it was like 2010s, you know, like 2015 or something like that. Yeah. But they had to move it because whatever U.S. government organization that maybe isn't completely corrupt was like, you have to stop doing that. That's fucked up. So they just moved <laughs> it to Wuhan. It just reminds me. I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. When, uh, when, when, like, when the COVID stuff just started going on and like, you know, I was just like, why are you fucking mask, everybody? Um, I was listening to NPR and they were talking about, it's like, oh, people are trying to say this thing came from a lab. Clearly this was made in Wuhan. In Wuhan, there's these caves and it's known for tourism through these caves full of bats and someone probably stepped on this bat droppings. And plus there's an American-owned lab. But mainly it's, it's yeah, like, yeah. like they went right by and I'm like, wait, 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 what, 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 what was that? What was that scary thing you <laughs> just said? That's like when it would be like in a TV show and it would be like, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like a, whatever they call it, like a uh, fucking, I don't know, scratch, like a record scratch. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait a sure. second. <laughs> yeah. But they sandwich it in between like 15 minutes of NPR jargon. Yeah. Where the guy talks like this. They're all skinny. About Have you noticed that? Guy. They're all skinny. Skinny as fuck. Probably. Skinny as fuck, dude. Well, because they can't eat because they have to, you know, rely on donations. Probably. I know, probably. <laughs> or they also might be, they also might be lizards. I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing it out. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know if it came from that lab. And I, because there was... Uh, I forget it where I was hearing about this one, but apparently there was like... They do these Olympic Games for military. So it's the military Olympic Games. I know, it's like... It's between militaries of the world. It's like kind of a way to like allies get together or like different countries get together with their military. And then they do like, a, like physical activities, like whatever. Races and... Competitions. Competitions, yeah. So I guess, I don't know. It's kind of like, I guess, to build like... Rapport. Rapport, yeah, between different countries and their military and stuff like that. What? Well, no, they, stupid. <laughs> they... The United States was in, like, there were military participants in um, in China when, oh, when, the, when the pandemic started. So I don't know... But there's so much, dude. There's so much. See, I don't know what's right. Because I heard that one. I forget where I heard that, to be honest with you. But I heard that one. And like, and this person was speculating that the United States released it at that time. Like, literally using a person. Like, they gave a person the virus, like one of the military guys. And they're like, no, are you going to be okay? Like, <laughs> it's not even that serious of a virus. But it'll spread a lot. Yeah. And did it that way. But then the other thing is, and I'm seeing this other stuff. That it's like the virus has been around since like mid-2019. That has been around way longer than they thought. And it's just like not a big deal. So they didn't even notice it. But then once they were ready to kick it into motion, kick it into high gear, they had like that whole event 201, which I definitely talked about. But, you know, like they, they were like, it's time, it's go time, it's go time. <laughs> and now there's just so many things that they're doing. And you're like, Bunch this is obviously... They're just letting it roll, man. Yeah, even if they didn't plan it, and even if the virus is real, and even if it was really, if it really came from just a person eating a bat, like the way that AIDS came from a dude fucking a monkey, if you believe that, you know? Mm -hmm. But even if that's for real, and even if the virus is as bad as everyone says, they were clearly, they had all these plans, they were ready to roll out. They at least they opened just the were door waiting for, yeah, they were just waiting for the right opportunity. And then as soon as it's presented itself, they'll like go into the lockdown. We don't care how bad this thing is. Yeah. 
That's like what happened with 9-11. Exactly. If, if they weren't part of it, they at least were like, I hope this happened. Let's wait for it. It should be coming right around the yeah. corner. And then they just it's too on convenient. It. It's too convenient. Too it's convenient. the same. You can take this back to, I mean, I'm sure you can take this back decades and decades. There was one episode, I think it was Corbett, but I forget. And they're talking about, oh yeah, it was of course, no, 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 it was just, whatever, it might have been Jim Fetzer, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Talking about this dude in the 1500s who did a false flag attack. I think he was like the king of Finland or something. Holy shit. And he was really losing popular support. People did not like this king. And so he staged he staged an attack on the border with like Sweden or something and said, we need to go to war. We need to go to war. This is an act of aggression. And so they were doing false flag shit. Like you could probably go back thousands of years and they're doing false flag shit. It's just yeah. an easy idea. You go, wait a second. People don't really like me. What do people, what brings people together? Common enemies. People love a common enemy. Because even yeah. if you like, dude, you know when you like, there's someone you don't really fuck with that much, even in the comedy scene, there's someone you don't fuck with very much. And maybe you go outside to smoke a cigarette and you hear him talking shit about someone you hate and you walk over and you go, yeah, you hate that guy too? Yeah. Word. I hate that guy. Can, can I tell you my story of why I hate that guy? And then like all of a sudden you're buddies. So it's the same way with nations. They're like, I really hate this king. And then all of a sudden you get quote unquote aggressively attacked by Sweden and you're like, I love this king. We need to get together. We need to band together because I hate Sweden way more than this king. I mean, this king's not so great, but I hate Sweden, dude. And it's like, you know, you look at Bush's popular support before the war mm-hmm. or before 9-11 and then after 9-11. It's like, people are like, ah, he's okay. I mean, he didn't have much time in office before 9-11 happened. Yeah. And then it's just like, we love this guy now. He's our hero. He's our savior. Well, see, I kind of feel like that's what, I kind of feel like that's what Trump is. In what way? What do you mean? Where I don't really trust, <laughs> I don't really trust him either. I think he's no, like, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah, like I think, uh, I think he's he's definitely like I, I was listening to Dick Gregory talking about something like 1971. He's like, let's stop picking the lesser of two evils, and he was talking about like Ronald Reagan running against like I forgot who. Yeah, and it's uh, like Nixon it's like or something. Yeah, and it's like wait a minute, he's saying the same thing we're saying now. Yeah, it was a it's a guy with a "Make America Great" slogan who we think is, yeah, like, like, yeah. is a better to equals or vice versa. And yeah. It's like, and this guy we know hung out with the Clintons, mm-hmm. heavy. You know what I mean? Like I I don't like the I I feel like all these leaks happened during the Obama admission administration, so they feel like they needed a a scapegoat and b a distraction for people who were influenced by by these leaks. Yeah. It clearly is backfiring if that was yeah. the plan to make Trump the distraction. Yeah. It's the same with um QAnon, like I think is like a psyop, like it's yeah. because well because people think fucking Trump is Q. <laughs> I know, I know. You know? And um this is uh like Whitney Webb was talking about this. I don't know if you listen to her at all. She's sometimes on like Tim Dillon's or I was listening to her on Sam Tripoli's podcast. Gotcha. But her theory, and I was starting to think this too. Is that, well, she put it in a way better way than I did. Because I started to think to myself, I started to see all these things where they were linking things to QAnon that were not linked to QAnon. So it's too easy because QAnon's crazy. So many things about it are crazy. A couple things are true, but that's what you would do. Like yeah. you would have to sprinkle in some truth to hook people and then use the crazy speculation to make it insane. And yeah. they've been doing this. But that's what they did Alex Jones. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, 
the Q and like part of the QAnon thing, for example, this is one of the most insane things, is that like JFK Jr. faked his own death. He's still alive. He's wearing a disguise. He's the journalist, and he's going to come back and save everyone and bring everyone together. That's a real part of QAnon. Jesus Christ. So it's crazy. Yeah. But the other part of QAnon is like, uh, I mean, there are parts of it that are based on like weird emails that came from like the the Hillary Clinton email drop, like those thirty thousand emails. Some that are just like that is weird like what the fuck are they talking about it's like code words like you know it's not real yeah but you know they're real emails so they have enough of that little crumbs of truth and you're like well that is a real email and that shit is weird as fuck but no jfk jr didn't fake his own fucking death (laughs) but all these things and you're like no you know lady gaga isn't probably eating children and drinking their blood i don't i think that sounds a little insane you know yeah but it's 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 intended to be insane because then what they can do is they'll go, um, you know, they can do it to anything. They'll go, a non-linked conspiracy theory that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. And you're like, wait, what are you talking about? That's not <laughs> a non-linked. That is a completely independent theory. Yeah. You know, and th- 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 they could do it with anything. They'd be like, a non-linked conspiracy that 9-11 was an inside job. And you're like, QAnon was 18 years after that. Like, what exactly. are you talking about? How could that be QAnon-linked? But they could just, it's so convenient. And then the other part that Whitney Webb explained was that it's pro-government conspiracy theory. Because Mm -hmm. to Q people, Trump is a savior. Exactly. And Bill Barr is a savior. And John Bolton's a savior. All these like scumbag Republicans are now saviors. So then they go, just trust the plan. Trust the plan. Don't go out and riot in the streets. Everything's going to be fine. We just trust the plan. Trump's going to save us. He's our savior. So it's convenient for people in politics and elites to make a conspiracy that makes you pro-government. Exactly. And it's the same with the Russiagate thing. Because Russiagate was the left's version of that. Because the people on the left They're go... They're doing the same thing. Yeah, the people on the left go, oh, I love John Brennan, the mm-hmm. former head of the NSA, or whatever it was. If he was CIA, I don't remember. But all these like intelligence agency guys mm-hmm. who were like lying about spying on the American people, all of a sudden now they're the saviors. They're going to get Trump out of office. I love the intelligence saviors. I don't care what all the bad things they did. They're our saviors. They makes you pro-government. So one side's pro-government because they're like, Russia, scandal, like that's a big conspiracy theory. And then yeah. the other side's like Q. But it's funny that, you know, the people who were so on board with the Russia gate conspiracy yeah. are so, they look down on Q people so hard. And you're like, <laughs> bro, that's the same thing. Yeah. You were out here yelling about how Trump's on tape in a Russian hotel getting pissed on by Russian hookers. To be fair, their shit is on the news. <laughs> like like Yeah, it is. I, mean? I know, I know. <laughs> like like I like to I I really like thought I really thought that when when I found out that theory was bullshit. I I thought it was a fact that that Trump was a Russian asset and all these people are just like like why are people trying to protect Trump, like, 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 why, like, oh, our, our election was rigged. Why, why isn't anyone doing about it, doing anything about it? Why does no one care? And then it's like, now I see what it actually is. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I see what's going on. There's just all sorts of programming. They got me good. I was in, in, I was in on the Russia thing for like two years until like 2017. I was like, he's a Russian asset. I was watching Rachel Maddow every night. I was like, this bitch speaking facts right now. (laughs) I was like on Twitter retweeting like Luis Mensch. And all these nutcases, but they're not really nutcases because all of a sudden they got really famous and they made a lot of money. So they're not nutcases at all. They're very savvy. And then they just 
latched onto this thing. I mean, I think some of them really believed the it, but it just so happened that it did also benefit their careers tremendously. They wouldn't hire someone who didn't really believe it. Yeah, and Rachel Maddow still has a show. She lost no credibility to these people. They go, well, oh, she made an oopsie for four years. And, you know, like, basically, because what that amounts to, when you have, like, a baseless conspiracy, mm-hmm. but there were also nuggets of truth in the Russia hoax thing. There were nuggets of truth in that, too. Mm-hmm. And when you have that and you're trying to, you know, like, destroy someone, or if they're the president of the United States you're trying to use it as a basis to remove them from office, then that's similar to a coup. It's not directly a coup. That would be an overstatement. But it's similar because you go, like, you're just going to lie this guy out of office. Meanwhile, there was, like, all this other bad stuff that he was doing, like the standard stuff that every president does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, saying he's going to reduce troops, and I'm going to reduce troops in Afghanistan, and then, like, increasing troops or, like, just that scumbag shit and, like, making all these weird deals with countries. And they went and report on that. They're like, no, 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 we got to talk about Russia. But the actual bad shit that he was doing, they're like, we can't report on that because Joe Biden's going to do that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So we can't have them getting mad about it when Joe does it. We can't set a bad precedent, you know? They're like, every president's going to do that. Exactly. So we can't, like, shine a light on that. It's funny how he did it, though. He went, like, kind of straight out the gate with, like, uh... Well, when 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 did we bomb uh, Syria? That was like a year in, right? Not even <clears throat> for Obama, you mean? No, no, uh, Trump. Um, oh, oh, like the mother of all bomb thing. That thing yeah, 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 that was early on. That probably that was wasn't even a year on. in. That was probably a couple months in. Yeah, and then it's like, like he he hasn't been. I don't, I don't think he's really gotten this cloak of anti-war until really like the last year and a half. No, I mean on his way out, he like. Dropped as many bombs as Obama did. Yeah. So, and pretty much as many as Bush. I think Bush is more just because he had like a whole seven years of intense. Yeah. Like he, people thought it was justified. So no one was going to raise any issues about it. Because even when Obama, like there were still honest journalists when Obama was president who were reporting on it. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't many. It wasn't many of them. Most of them, I mean, it's like, you know, they're just in on it also. They just, like, want to give them cover. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're just going. We just took a break for for a moment. (laughs) Regroup. Pour some new glasses of water. You get parched (laughs) when you're talking about this stuff. You really, you know, like, it dries me out. Uh, If you want to know something interesting, I, uh, I just decided, like, I was talking to someone about, like, how... Trump got sick with COVID and he got right out in like two days and like Biden's like 80 whatever. Like Trump's like what, 78? Something like that. Something like that. It's like, yo, why are these guys so healthy just walking around? Like people like in the nursing home are like 78 and like 80 don't walk around like that. And I looked up like top 10 oldest people in Congress. Out of the top 10 oldest people in Congress right now, the youngest is 86. Out of the top 10. Oh, so that's out of the 10. Yeah. The young, the youngest is 86. Yeah. That's so. How's the? How old is the oldest? Like ninety? No, just like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. It was. It was like maybe like three years, like the difference. But it was like, it's insane. That's Why are they that old? Make, it doesn't make sense doesn't to me. Like sense. I also don't get like. <clears throat> okay, I always say this. This is my favorite sentence of twenty twenty. Is the two thousand sixteen election was rigged. And the 2020 election was the safest and most secure election of all time. I say it all the time because I think it's the funniest sentence. The whole year, I think it's the funniest sentence there is. Yeah. 
But I don't even get, I'm like, I want to like reach an olive branch out to those people and go like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Biden won fair and square. Let's just go with that. It was the safest and most secure election. Can we at least acknowledge that like, it's very possible to rig elections. Like that never really occurred to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm tw- like I said, in 2016, when Trump first won, I was like, oh, that shit was rigged. A hundred percent. I was like convinced because I thought it was an outside agent. I thought it was yeah. Russia hacking yeah. the election, rigging the election. I started to think like they scary. could totally rig election machines. They could totally do that. Like it's technology. There's hackers. Like people know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And and so I was completely convinced. And then eventually I was like, no, that whole Russia thing was bullshit. And then when the, the Trump stuff happened, I was like, well, the same logic still applies that they could be rigging elections. Yeah. It would make more sense that it would be internal, you know, that it would be people within the country itself because it's like the Stalin quote. He's like, it doesn't matter who votes. It matters who counts the votes. Like, that's yeah. what matters. But so it's like, I know this is why I think two things. One, this 2020 election definitely rigged. Yeah. I think that like... My, like, it goes like, this is a feeling. Like, it feels weird. He served because, his purpose. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, you look at the rallies. Yeah. And Biden was getting, like, 40 people. Yeah. All socially distanced. And I get that Democrats are more scared of the virus and they want to be responsible. But it does not explain that big of a difference. You're talking about, like, 40 people, 100 people at a rally. And then you're talking about, like, 10,000 people, mm-hmm. 20,000 people at a rally. You can't just explain that because you have all these Democrats who are like angry. They hate Trump. Wouldn't they come out? Fuck it, dude. I'll wear a mask. Like if they're all wearing masks, because that's what they did with all the the riots and the protests. They went, well, no, look at this picture. They're all wearing masks. So it can't be a super spreader event. So they're clearly not (laughs) like they'll go out. Yeah, they'll go out in the streets like they weren't that afraid. They weren't. But then they wouldn't go to a Biden rally. They would not go to a Biden rally. And I'm thinking like. This doesn't make any sense. So I think it was definitely rigged, but I don't think there's any chance that they will overturn the election. And I don't think there's any chance that they'll actually address it. And I think that even like, because like, well, one last thing. Uh When I, it's always like, I feel like progressives are are just like misguided. Like the establishment liberals and the establishment Republicans they're both playing for the corporate state. Like, they just don't even, they don't even realize it. A lot of them are older. It's so ingrained in their head. They're like, no, everything's fair. There's a left. There's Republicans and then Democrats. There's two sides, two-party system. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's nothing weird at all about all the money that flies <laughs> in, all the corporate interests and lobbying. Lobbying should be illegal. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to lobby. Exactly. But they don't think any of that is wrong. Progressives are just on the left. Like, there's right-wing populists and there's left-wing populists. The left-wing populists are progressives. But I feel like you say you could say to a lot of them and get them to agree, like, don't you think it's weird that someone like Nancy Pelosi continues to get elected in San Francisco? Yeah. And you go, she never does anything progressive. And I'm like, I'm not really progressive, but I like progressives more than, like, establishment Democrats. Yeah. And I'm like... Isn't it suspicious that, like, the most liberal or progressive place in the world, basically, or at least in America, is fucking San Francisco, you know, or maybe, like, Brooklyn or something like that. But San Francisco is up there, and they're going to keep electing this old bitch who never does anything for them. It doesn't make any sense unless the election is rigged. And with her, 
it doesn't even have to be literally rigged. Like, they don't have to rig the election machines. It's like, she gets $100 million, and the person she's against gets a million dollars. And now let's see who wins. You know, when you got like, 10 to, or 100 to 1 like that. But I think it's even more than that. I think that they, they go, there's no way. Then you get these top dogs like Nancy, and they're like, there's no way we're losing this election. We're not even going to risk it. Like, no and shot. And that's how you know everything's kind of like, Rigged. That's how you kind of know you can't trust anybody because, like, they're all going to vote her in to be Speaker of the House no matter what. Mm-hmm. And even, like, the people who who you who you think are on your side, like Bernie Sanders or AOC, <clears throat> who are, like, super, like, in your face on camera, but then why why don't they do anything? Why, do, why, do you let, why don't you flex your powers as a senator? Why did you let the CARES Act pass? Why didn't you say something? Yeah. Tell the people what's happening and... Why, why, why is there not a, a, a smidge of effort? It's because you're lying. You gotta be <laughs> lying. You're not that dumb. You gotta know what your job is, right? Yeah. I, I'm so disappointed by Bernie because it's like super. He had the opportunity to just run third party and say fuck it, and like maybe he would have, maybe he would have won it for Trump. But like, you gotta like, he if he actually believed what he was saying, then he knows that Biden and Trump are the same. Yeah. So he, I'm, I feel like he's kind of a. He's kind of a uh, fraud. I'm convinced he's a eunuch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's very, very... I think so, too. I mean, but yeah. that's the other thing. It's like, even a eunuch, like, when you're that old, should be like, well, maybe this is how I go out. Like, maybe I can redeem myself. Yeah, You know, right? like, that is the ultimate redemption. It's like... And anyway, it's like, dude, you're going to die soon. And if nothing else, you're going to retire soon. You would have to. I mean, it's like... His... his his career is almost over one way or another, but I think he just bitched out and he got scared because they were like, we're going to ostracize you from the Democratic Party. We're going to make you an outcast. And then even this like 78-year-old, because Bernie's that old too, was like, no, I don't want to get ostracized from my party. I'll just step in line and I'll do what they say and I'll endorse Joe Biden and say he's a really good guy. And it's like, Bernie, what are you doing, man? And it's like with AOC and the people like that, I think that they actually... I don't like AOC, and I think she's borderline retarded. Yeah. But I respect her a little bit, just because like her and those three others just like stepped into Congress and became like the most powerful people in Congress. Mm-hmm. But then people like Nancy just said, "Hey, like sit." You know, they just came in like the masters, and they just sat them down and they said, "You like your new job, right? You don't want to yeah. go back to being a waitress, right? Then you shut the fuck up and you get in line." And they scared them. Exactly. So I actually like I don't think like I'm not willing to I'm like. I'm willing to call Bernie a eunuch and a, and a weak bitch, but AOC, it's like she got spooked. Like, you know they sent some, yeah. like, powerful people in there, and I don't know if it was Nancy herself or, like, a goon, and they were like, mm-hmm. you just remember what role you play in this system. Like, you can, you can ruffle some feathers and you can have some speeches, but when it's voting time, then you get in line and you do what we want. And I think that they scared her. Yeah. Because they're like, we could, we'll give your opponent... A hundred million dollars, you know, they're like, we don't even give a fuck. Cause they'll just like take it just because when they're all in the same group and there's not really Democrats and there's not really Republicans, then the Democrats could just say, this bitch is a problem for us. We want to get her out and give literally, they could give money to a Republican to then endorse the Republican. You know what I'm saying? Just like move the money. So it looks like it's coming from the Republicans and not the Democrats, you know, that kind of shit. So I think that those, the younger ones, they just like. They just know how to, how to spook them. How to how to influence them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's like, 
It's probably even more sinister than that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It might be. They might tell him they'll kill him. I mean, yeah. But that's the other thing about Bernie. I'm like, who cares if you get killed, dude? You're old as fuck. Not, oh, yeah, he didn't have family like that, right? Yeah, and that Bernie was like a martyr, then that would be great mm-hmm. for the country, I think. Well, I don't know. It's like, look, man, if you don't do something, if you don't do what we say, we're not going to give you this fucking life pill and move you to that island. Yeah. That we, that we put all yeah. the old ones where Reagan's at right now. Yeah, send you to Argentina. <laughs> Oh, man. That'd be hilarious if life was like Cocoon. They just put every old president. It never really dies. That casket's just a cocoon. Well, look at them now. They don't, they don't die. Jimmy <laughs> yeah. Carter's still alive. George, Did George H.W. Bush die? He, no, he's alive. Is he alive? I believe so, yeah. Jesus. I, I don't recall him dying. That guy's one of the... He's such a yeah. interesting fella. His, like, it's so secretive. Like, even the books that yeah. expose him for being, like... Like, he made George W. Bush, you know? But yeah. he was doing all that shit for decades. Like, he was the head of the CIA for one year. Really? Very suspicious. He was probably working for the CIA before then. Mm-hmm. But he's so secretive and, like, he is... I don't hear much about him. He is the... He's not the patriarch mm-hmm. of the Bush family. That was, um... I forget. I forget the guy's first name. There was a Bush before him. Who got Prescott. the family in Prescott Bush. Prescott was the patriarch. Prescott, there's a lot more on. Yeah. George H.W. Bush is like radio silence. I mean, there's some stuff on it, but it's so secretive. And then you get the George W. Bush, who was like the fuck up. Yeah. You know, like the, the drug addict, the one that they just like put him there because but. he had to cover the tracks. And he had his boy, Dick Cheney, who wasn't the drug addict, yep. really pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. So he's like, look, it's my my George Bush face on your Dick Cheney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he had to, uh, he had to, you know, like he was involved in the JFK assassination. George H.W. Bush was. Get the fuck out of Yeah, here. and even the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Yeah. People even speculate <laughs> that he's the one that shot, that he was the one that did it. Really? Yeah, because you, I, I, like, I don't remember if Reagan got hit by the bullet or it missed. I think it missed. But, uh. Yeah, I think it missed because they said missed me or something like that. He said yeah, something yeah. badass, yeah. Did you see that late night interview with George W. Bush where he talks about, like, he was, he, his father hooked him up on a date with, I think, Ronald Reagan's daughter. And then he's like, oh, yeah, so my, 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 my I was going out with this girl. It was actually, like, Ronald Reagan's daughter. My dad said, it. oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say that. And yeah. he just switched <laughs> the subject. And it's like, wait, what? Like, it's like, you know, they all intermarry. It's just hilarious. <laughs> when so, it comes to... It's the... funny to hear that they're shooting each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Because that was... George, like, his Poppy Bush. That's Poppy Bush, for short. George H.W. Bush. He was known oh, as Poppy, Poppy Bush. Bush. Gotcha. But he was going to be president. Like and that. then Reagan came in, and Reagan just, like, wiped the floor with everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Bill Clinton did the same thing. So after George H.W. Bush got his one term, Clinton did the same thing. But that was one of the things that George W. Bush did when he was in office was like classify, bury a lot of these documents linked to anything JFK or whatever. Yeah. The JFK thing—that's my favorite thing, dude. I love that thing so much. But we can't we can't enter that rabbit hole because then that podcast will be three hours long. Yeah, we gotta talk about that shit. Because I know we'll do yeah. that. We'll do that next time. We'll All do right. that next time. <laughs> I don't know if I ever done a comprehensive one on this podcast, but like, there's just so much. 
Oh, there's man. so much, dude. There's already so like I I never see cease to learn something new about that shit. It's insane. Same here. And there's so many books about it. I've read three books about it. And I feel like I know so much about it. And there's probably a hundred more books that are like really good books. There's probably yeah. ten thousand books about it. Jesus. But probably a lot more good books that are like very informative. Because there's all these different angles. I never even learned about the mafia angle. Because there's a yeah. whole mafia. How'd they get... That's my favorite angle. How'd they get... What's his <laughs> name to kill Lee Harvey Oswald? You know? Mm-hmm. Like... And then the Lee Harvey Oswald thing is, is is just remarkable. It's remarkable. Dude didn't even have a gun. He was in the building. He didn't have a gun. He That's why he's yelling, I'm a patsy. I'm a patsy. When they're like arresting him. You don't think he shot JFK? No, no chance. Really? Yeah, he was completely framed. We'll go down this rabbit hole real quick. Because okay. it's not that deep. Okay. He worked for the CIA, but he was a useful idiot, mm-hmm. which is like a Russian term, but the CIA has people like this, and they, they find these people, and they're like, not the brightest bulbs. This is like, Lee Harvey Oswald even really liked JFK. Like, <laughs> people who were friendly with him and his neighbors would be like, yeah, we were talking about JFK. He, like, liked the guy. He was more progressive, like, yeah. 1960s progressive. <laughs> and... uh you know, yeah, he wasn't, like, screaming about, like, how he's a trans person. He was, <laughs> yeah. like, talking about, like, we the shouldn't have separate like water different. fountains for, for black people and white people. Different progressivism, you know? We shouldn't be in the Vietnam War, all this stuff, right? We Actually, we weren't in the back. Vietnam War yet. But, um, so, the CIA approached him mm-hmm. to kind of be like, do you want to be a CIA asset? And he was like, yeah, this is so cool. You know, it was like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He, like, married a Russian woman, like, when he went to Russia. We don't really know why he went to Russia. He came back from Russia. Actually, the official story, I guess, I don't even know if it's the official story. My understanding of the story is that he went there. He wanted to, like, learn more about Russian culture and, like, communism and, like, this kind of thing. Yeah. And um, and then he just didn't really fuck with it very much. He was there <laughs> for, for, like, a year or something. And then he came back. They didn't even... This is, like, in the heart of the Cold War. Like, in the heart of the Cold War. I mean, this is, like, around, like, after the Bay of Pigs. It was, like, you know, Cuban Missile Crisis. Like, all this shit. Almost a fucking nuclear war with Russia. And then you have this guy who's an American citizen. Goes to Russia for a year. Comes back. They didn't even check him at the border or anything. They didn't (laughs) even keep a tab on him. Because he was a CIA asset. They knew what was going on. So, on the day of the event, all they had to do was put him in the right place. So he, they got him a job. His handler got him a job, like it, a few weeks or maybe like two months before JFK was going to be there at that um, book depository or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. So they got him the job there because they needed him to be in the building at that time to frame him for yeah. the murder. So when it happened, like he has no idea what's going on and he runs away because obviously it's like they came in and they were looking for him and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, he didn't even have a gun in the building. I mean, this shit, like, really the the best source on Lee Harvey Oswald is the, the book called, um, that I've read is called The Devil's Chessboard by David Talbot, which is right there on that shelf behind you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it really goes into Lee Harvey Oswald. But so does Family of Secrets, which is largely about the Bush family. Mm-hmm. Family of Secrets by Russ Baker. Mostly about the Bush family, but also talks about Lee Harvey Oswald a lot, and his handler, who was this guy, George DeMorenshield. But I don't even have, like, the bandwidth. Like, I read <laughs> Family of Secrets so long ago that I don't really remember. 
I know, like, there was a time, like, George DeMoran's show, like, they started going after him because he started feeling weird about the whole situation. As soon as people start feeling weird about the situation, they're going to die. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. It's like, you cannot fuck up because they'll get rid of you. And you have some of these CIA guys who will be, like, on their deathbeds and they're like, all right, I'll tell you what happened. It's so (laughs) funny. And they obviously give you the version where they're the least bad guy. Mm-hmm. There's one guy, um, James Jesus Angleton. He's one of the most famous ones. He, uh, you know, like, I don't know, deeply involved, really fucking, I don't know, just your, your prototypical CIA guy. But a lot of gotcha. these guys, like, they end up collapsing and, and, and just like their just whole life down. goes to shit. Because they have so many secrets. Like, imagine living like that. I don't even like having yeah. one secret. You know? Like, that's, like, kind of a big secret. Imagine if, if your secret's like, yeah, I killed the president. I helped orchestrate the yeah. murder of the I president. I know what the world really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I so much deal with. That's why you see... Like, look what happened to George... Um, like, look at pictures of Barack Obama before he becomes president and when he's done being president. That's what it takes to be a monster for eight years. Yeah. You know? It just drains you of your soul. That's why all these presidents age so heavily. I mean, like, some more than others, but most of them, it's just, like, it's a big responsibility, but also, like, all the fucked up shit that comes along with it, and you gotta deal with that. It's a monster, man. It's a monster that eats people. Yeah, yeah. The the system, I I look at the system like it's its own organism. Mm-hmm. Almost. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not, it's, it's, it's not alive, but it's its own... It's an organism that lives on its own principles because and humans are just the blood. It just pumps us in and out. Yeah. And like how we have cells that regenerate every seven years, it regenerates every eight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there's always someone who will do it. Always. always. And there's always someone who will kill someone who's who going to expose it. it. Yeah. Even the, not, not just to not do it, but you know what I mean? To be like, I'm going to, I'm going to spill the beans about this. I'm going to tell everyone what really went down. Because There's They have a, a million volunteers who would kill that guy. That's part of the system, man. Yeah. The liver and the kidney work together just like, yo, yeah. I'm going to kill this dude. I'm, I'm going to kill that yeah, guy yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. kill that guy. It's oh. just like the beginning of a fucking Dark Knight. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it really is. It really is like the beginning of the Dark Knight. Oh, what I was going to say, too, about like you mentioned like George, George W. Bush like going on a date with Reagan's daughter. The um, way that they operate like interfamily, especially with marriage and stuff, you just read Game of Thrones if you want to know how that operates. I mean, it's like yeah. medieval shit. That stuff hasn't changed. Not a like bit. the way that these power elite families operate with one another and there's feuds and then there's marriages to to bring families together. It's the yeah. exact same as like the 1100s or whatever. It's the same shit. They're just instead of they're not wearing crowns anymore. They wear suits instead of crowns. Some of them still wear crowns, you know, like the royal families, you know. Doesn't it make more sense that the person bombing countries is in a loveless marriage? Probably, you know? yes. <laughs> Probably true. I mean, that's like, it, and like, the Kennedys aren't even, I mean, I love JFK and I think he was the best president, but like, that dude, they, they hated each other. Like him and Jackie, they really did not. He cheated on her almost every day. He cheated yeah. on her. He cheated on her so much. So much. And then with the Marilyn Monroe thing, like, they probably killed her. Oh, yeah. JFK and RFK probably killed her. 100%. The Kennedys. I mean, they didn't personally do it, but they were like, she's becoming a problem. We need to get rid of her. They just nudged somebody. Exactly. Like, you know what that means, right? Thank God. Yeah. So they're not, like, their hands are not clean either. 
You know, not by any means. Of course not. But, uh, you know, I mean... Your hands wouldn't be if you're in that position. I guess so. You know, some are just worse than others, but maybe... Maybe maybe he wasn't even fighting for our interests. Maybe his interests just went against the other interests. Time out. Sorry, we're continuing. No, you're good. Roommates are texting. I want to make sure it's nothing important. Of course. You yeah. know how it is now that I have roommates. This is actually the first podcast I'm recording, I think, from... From here. Oh yeah? I don't know. It might be the second. It can't be. <laughs> I haven't well, I haven't released the podcast. You have so many episodes where I it's know. your first time recording. I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't like made an episode in like two weeks, I don't think. I kinda took a little time. It's been off. a little while, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want I felt like I was gonna just be repeating myself because mm. especially with my comedy too. Yeah. It's like usually they coincide with one another and I felt like on stage I was doing a lot of the same stuff, even mm. though it's always different, but I, I hate doing that. You know that. Doing the same thing. Yeah. So it's I was like, the same I don't want to now. do it on the podcast too. Yeah. You definitely want to do the same thing now since like the only audience we have is definitely the same people. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It made comedy way harder. But yeah. It was funny. I was trying to write jokes the other day and I was like, you know what? I've been talking too much about all this bad shit and like all these conspiracies and stuff and like COVID and masks and everything and i tried to write like silly jokes and i was like this is fucking retarded i'm writing about masks again <laughs> i was like i'm not a silly comedian anymore okay that's like five years ago that's i'm like no funny. way i'm like i don't want it i'm not interested i'm like I'm is just the butter knife I'm... really a knife like, yeah. just, yeah. imagine you writing some shit <laughs> like jerry seinfeld yeah like, have you noticed like pop tarts like you know it's just like what are you doing why is there jelly in there you know like <laughs> Jesus, I could never. That stuff makes me cringe, dude. Just trying to keep all the fucking baby eating in the back of your head. I can, I can. It's gotta <laughs> come to the forefront. People need to know. I'm like, I'm, my work will never be finished until everyone knows that Michelle Obama is a man. Then my work yeah. will be done. That is my purpose on this earth. I know Kanye's purpose is to be the president of the United States, and my purpose is to expose Michelle Obama. For the man that she truly is, Michael Robinson. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Robinson. Yo, where, where does that come from? Like, that's just hilarious. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Well, first of all, the the my entrance to it was that video on Ellen, which I've talked about. I did see that video, and that you video was that? fucking damning. What could that possibly <laughs> be? Like, do you no. think that it's like the TV thing, like like with the the mic the mic thing? clip, and they just no, put it square. in front of her pussy? Yeah, you think they were just. Like, Oh, Michelle, you don't mind if we just put this in front of your pussy, right? And you're right. It would also be a box. It would, yeah. be, it would be square. It would be square. Rectangular. She, she had an erection. It, it looks like she was rocking a semi, yeah. a semi chub. Yeah. It looked like she was rocking a semi chub. Nate might be home soon. He might barge in. But it's fine. It's fine. He'll, uh, it, it, it'll, be, it'll add some character. It'll it make wasn't it more Wendy real. Williams? No, it was on Ellen. Oh, okay. They were dancing. Oh. Of course it was Helen. They were dancing. Ah. There's also other pictures of the bulge. And uh, and that's where it began. But then you start to find that there's these pictures of this guy, Michael LeVar Robinson, who is in pictures with Barack when they were younger. Get the you know, like in college and stuff. And you just look at this guy and you go, that looks a heck of a lot like Michelle. And then you start to look at Michelle and you go, that kind of looks a lot like a guy. You know, it's like no, no, no. I gotta see this picture. What? Uh, yeah, I just thought you'd been major trolling this. Look up. Time. I'm not. Look up. The, <laughs> look up. Wait till after, and then we'll, yeah. we'll look up the pictures. But it's amazing, and I haven't even gotten that deep. 
into that conspiracy. I just love. I think it's hilarious. That's why I talk about it on stage funny. a lot because people think it's really funny. Yeah. But I, I mean, I pretty much buy that one. I mean, because the other thing is like all that stuff. It's like um, I think one of the reasons that Obama really hated Trump is because of the birtherism stuff, like the birth certificate. Yeah. Dude, Obama's from Kenya, bro. That that don't even like. But why? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know why he was just born there. I don't know why he was born there. His parents are Kenyan. And that he came here, and I think they kind of bred him from a young age to be this political superstar. Maybe that's what it was. Dude. Not from a super young age, but once they saw his potential. That makes... I think this happens to a lot of people. I mean, look at David Hogg. Like, I think, okay, now we're going to get, people are going to get upset with me, maybe. Oh. I mean, my listeners don't get upset by anything. That's why I love my listeners, okay. even though I hate my listeners, and I think they're worthless. You know what I mean? No, I'm just kidding. I love them. But I think, like, the, the Parkland thing was staged, right? Like, the Parkland shooting. But that's, like, you know, I can't... That that one would also take a long time to explain. So people just... Like but you can't work. even do research on that because there's just nothing. I mean, you would yeah. have to go so deep. You're going to need to go on BitChute for that or, like, yeah. DuckDuckGo. But even on yeah. DuckDuckGo, you'd have a hard time. But yeah. the if Parkland was staged, mm-hmm. it's very convenient for a guy like David Hogg who they all of a sudden made the spokesman of the Parkland school. Even though, like, according to the Parkland thing, like, he wasn't even really there. He was, like, a different part of campus and, like, you know, they, they, it was totally happening in a different place. And like, yeah. But then when he goes on TV, he was like, we were, you know, we were terrified and we were huddled in a room. And it's like, you, you were, like, it's a big campus. He was, yeah. like, on the other side of campus. But he's so, he is a politician. He's 17 and he's a politician. He's 18 and he's a politician. He's going to go to Harvard, wherever. I think he's already there. You yeah. know, Harvard or Princeton, some Ivy League school. So it's like, again, it's like you find these things and you're like, that is so convenient. That is so convenient. Like this anthrax stuff and it's like just happens to be Saddam Hussein. Very convenient. You get the Parkland shooting and then it just happens yeah. that there's this kid who's probably going to be the president in 30 years. They're going to say, remember David Hogg? And he was... He showed his courage and his... And by then, they'll say David Hogg tackled the kid with the gun, wrestled the gun away with him and saved the school. And no one will remember. And they'll go, I remember David Hogg in the Parkland. Yeah, that was him. And he's going to become the president. But you just like... When I watched him on TV, I was like, that guy's a politician. 100%. 100%. And then there was another kid, too, who was like the Republican version. I forget his name. But it was a different Parkland kid. And I just go, dude... He was the this same shit. So... He was also not even near. No, 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 no. And now they're on the world stage and they're like leaders <laughs> and they have like millions of Twitter followers this and they're made. Shit. They're made. And this is the kind of thing I mean with, with Barack when I say they intervene and they go, oh, this guy's going to be good. This guy's going to be really good. That's why he was That's a, a was senator thinking. for like two years and then became president immediately because they're just like, push it, push it, go, 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 go. You think they just kind of realize, like, oh shit, we need a black guy. And Dick Cheney's like, I got a cousin. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> They're actual cousins. They're legitimate um, cousins. The well, Bush, the <clears throat> Obama's a distant cousin from the Bush family. I thought he was Dick Cheney's cousin. I think it's Bush. I'm pretty okay. sure it's Bush. But I wouldn't be surprised if Cheney is somehow related to the Bush family. Okay. There's a lot of links between people I heard because some they shit. like to keep it in house. These families, these power, powerful families. What did you hear? I heard like most of them can be like related to like one English king from like way back mm-hmm. in the day. I'm sure that there's 
a large degree of truth to that. Obviously, not all of them, but there's probably so many people you could trace back to royalty. Yeah. In Eng- and not not just in England, but in in Europe, especially like Dutch royalty, you know. But yeah, I'm sure you could trace it back like that. Like, why these people don't relinquish power? Like, they they just it's it's like with the the oil barons or whatever in the early 1900s. Maybe I talked about this on the podcast, but like, you know, like Teddy Roosevelt was like the trust buster and he broke up all these big monopolies like Standard Oil, which was the Rockefellers and like Vanderbilt's steel business and like a couple other families. I forget who. I think it was four families. Vanderbilt's, Rockefellers, who were the other big American families? Do you remember? Rothschilds. No, Rothschilds are, are European. Oh, okay. Um... Well, it doesn't matter. Rockefellers, Vanderbilt's, any other two, whatever. So, Teddy Roosevelt, he's like the big trust buster, and he, like, breaks them up. But he didn't break them up. They broke themselves up. Like, they saw it coming. This is what they always do. They just go, well, well, boys, like, they come together, they have a meeting, and they go, well, fellas, like, this guy's really, he means business, so what are we going to do about it? And Teddy Roosevelt was a great president, and he did really try, but he just wasn't as smart as them. Because you get these super elite, powerful, smart, like, savvy, intelligent people... They come together and they go, let's get ahead of this. Let's get ahead of this. So they break up their businesses into other little businesses, but they still maintain control of them. It's like you can you see little banks, like community banks. Yeah. And then if you like look them up and then you, you like go and they're like, oh, this is actually a corporate, it's part of the Chase Corporation. <laughs> and you're like, fuck you, Chase. Like, yeah. you just got a bunch, like, it's all Chase. Like, everywhere you look, it's Chase. It's like, yeah, it's like JP Morgan and Chase. That's like the same thing now, but. You know, or it's uh, Bank of America or whatever. But that's what they do. So they, like, decompartmentalize themselves or something like that. Or maybe compartmental. I don't know, whatever. They broke up into a bunch of little pieces. But they still maintain ultimate control. And they just have the appearance, like, oh, well, they're they're being good boys. You see? They actually did. Now they don't have a monopoly anymore. And it's like, oh, dude, do you really believe that? It's like corporate algorithms or some shit. (laughs) It's crazy. Just smaller versions of themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty scary. Yeah, so that's what they did. So, I forget why I said that, but... Um, yeah, we were, talking, <laughs> we were talking about how Obama's, like... Obama's related. a Kenyan Muslim? I don't know yeah. if he's Muslim. I just know he's Kenyan. But that's, that's why it was like, they. how are you not going to produce the authentic birth certificate of the President of the United States? Yeah. It is suspicious. Yeah. But then people go, Trump's racist. That's why he's doing that. Yeah. Isn't that easy? <laughs> He didn't end up uh, pr- producing it eventually? No, never the authentic. Really? He never produced his authentic birth certificate. No, but at the speaker, at the dinner, he played the Lion King clip, and it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? You know? So, <laughs> like, there's no way he would joke on himself like that. I know, So that, but that's what I think was really, like, why Obama had a, like, vitriolic hatred for Trump. Because mm-hmm. he did not think he was going to go there. Mm-hmm. He didn't think anyone would go there. And you know it's dangerous to go there. Yeah. Like, and he had the benefit. He didn't have to kill Trump because no one took Trump seriously. Yeah. That's why he didn't have to kill Trump. Like, if Trump was more credible, he'd be dead. But he wouldn't be a celebrity. That's the other thing. Like, if you had a credible guy saying, there's no proof of Obama's birth certificate, this is a big scam, Obama's Kenyan, he might be qualified, but it's technically well, that- illegal for him to be president. Yeah. A credible person who's worth killing would not be a celebrity and therefore would be so easy to kill. That, you that know? birthership was considered nutty out the gate. I remember remember, I remember real, 
finding out that Trump was a birther. And I was like, what? Yeah. He believes in that? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like that thing was, that's probably, yeah, he probably hated him because like that rumor was going around and he was like really pushing it to the mainstream. Yeah. I mean, but think about it. It's like what we said with, it's the same thing with the QAnon stuff to bring it back. Like mm-hmm. you just make it a laughing stock. If you make people like laugh at the thing that's real, then you're in the clear. You're totally good. Because then anyone who brings it up, another person could just laugh at them. Oh, you silly fool. You really think that? You can't be serious, right? That was debunked or whatever. It's always debunked. It's like Snopes rated that false. Because they said, Snopes said it didn't make them feel good. So they rated it <laughs> false. Like, I feel like that's the reason why they didn't kill Alex Jones. Because he yells a lot. And he sounds crazy. There's even conspiracies that Jones is like a psyop. Yeah? That he's like a plant. That's mad funny. But I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's too crazy sounding. Yeah. To, um, but then I've heard other conspiracy theories. I think these wouldn't be conspiracy theories technically. This would just be a theory theory. That people like Jones do that on purpose to not get killed. It's like David Icke is like a big conspiracy Word. theorist. and But he also like, there's a book on the shelf up there. Um, behind you and he'll talk about some crazy stuff like he'll talk about like the diana like the princess diana like the way she died it's very suspicious very suspicious probably the royal family just didn't want her anymore and they got rid of her yeah probably what happened (laughs) but uh he'll talk about stuff like that where it's like very credibly sourced and there's a lot of information and and there's a lot of uh smoking guns the same with the jfk thing like, and then he'll have a chapter about lizard people, but he's being really serious. But then you think to yourself, like, is he really being serious or is he just trying to not die? You know, like, yeah, is he being serious about the lizard people stuff? It's interesting. You know, I don't know if I buy it, but is he also just trying to preserve himself yeah. so that they go, okay, fine. He's not that big of a problem because people they, won't take him like one kind of pioneered that shit, isn't he? That whole theory. The lizard people thing? Yeah. I'm not really sure. They give very, it to him. Very possible. And he also does... He, he, there's some Holocaust denier stuff that he does. Really? Really just skeptical of the six million. Mm-hmm. And so that was enough to just, you know, ruin his reputation. Mm-hmm. So I think he's... he's His reputation is just shattered enough to the point that they don't view him as that big of a liability. Yeah. However... He's become way more popular recently, recently <laughs> because of the COVID shit. And he's like, you've been calling me crazy for 25, 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And look around. Everyone's wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, he's like, everyone's wearing a mask. The government's locking down. And you go, wait a second, David. You were saying this for a long time. You <laughs> like, were saying that? All that kind of stuff. I mean, just mass authoritarianism, New World Order stuff. All mm-hmm. these guys talk about that. But it's because they actually... Like, a lot of the stuff, they, they um, you'd call it, like, open conspiracies. Like, mm-hmm. there's the World Economic Forum and the International Monetary Foundation and the banking settlement, banking, the BIS, the something, the Bank for International Settlements, I think it's called. Okay. They had a big meeting a month ago where they're talking about cashless society. You know, and like changing, completely entirely changing the monetary system so that there's no more cash, so that everything is digital. (laughs) And so they're just telling you what they're going to do. And it's the same with Event 201, where it was like in October of last year, 
and they go, this is a simulation of what might happen if there is a, uh, a global pandemic of a coronavirus. Like that literally they did that. Yeah. And then a month and a half later, there's a global pandemic of a coronavirus. So you're like, <laughs> they're like, they're called like, it's like the, the term for it is like open conspiracy. It's like, they're not yeah. hiding it. They're actually conditioning you so that, you know, when it comes around, you're like, well, we were here. They were talking about this. And that's what makes it creepier when like, you know, the Bill Gates clip where he's like, I saw that, you saw that clip where I, he's like, the next one's going to be even worse. <laughs> he has like maniacal laughter. I saw that. Years before coronavirus, my brother showed me that. That it was the same clip because he's been talking about this for I, a long it, time. It was it was a TED talk. It was a yeah, TED... this was different. Oh yeah, the TED talk. I know yeah. the one you're talking about it was from oh, like 2016 okay. or 2014 yeah. or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that one's creepy in hindsight because he's so deeply involved in like world health mm-hmm. um, conversation, but also like he's monetarily very involved. He he's like 10 percent contributor. To the World Health Organization, which is more than the United States government, Jeez. you know, it's more than any other country. Him personally alone, and then you take into account that his dad was a big eugenicist, like the leader of like eugenicist movements in the United States, and okay. clearly the apple didn't fall far from the tree in that yeah. regard. And yeah, no, but there's a clip of him like just a couple months ago Does talking about coronavirus, like? huh? He knows what he looks like, right? He thinks his genes are superior. <laughs> <laughs> so creepy, man. Yeah. And uh, no, he laughs. He goes, uh, well, maybe people will listen for the next one. And then they, they laugh, him and his wife. You know? Like, it's almost like they couldn't help themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, that is creepy as fuck. Because, like, I am completely convinced that this was man-made one way or another. I don't know if it was man-made by the United States government. Or if it was man-made by some world government organization that just completely did it on their own. With, obviously, the help of some American elites, but also, like, other global elites. Or if it was the Chinese made a mistake in their lab working on bioweapons in Wuhan, which is our lab. But I guess maybe, like, we probably work with them. I don't know what the fuck goes on, dude. Because, like, we hate them, I thought. I thought we hate them, but then we have our own bioweapons lab in their country. Whatever happened, it's like... With Chinese people working there, why would we? Yeah. If we don't get along, I don't get it. But it's like if the next, if they actually released a bad one, that mm-hmm. shit would be stretched. That would be catastrophic. That would be like the stand. That would be like the stand, like the Stephen King book. You know, yeah. that shit would be insanity. I mean, that would be actually terrifying. Yeah. I'm just glad. I don't know if they fucked up. Like maybe they made too weak of a strain of the virus by accident, mm-hmm. or maybe they thought we don't even have to make a strong strain. All we want to do is get some more government lockdown, more government control. We get, you know, we worry about killing them later or whatever. I don't even know if they want to kill us. Like, maybe they just want a bunch of slaves. Maybe they want billions of slaves. Why not? If, you know, like, if to them, if to them one slave is good, then why would not billions of slaves be good? Wouldn't that also be, wouldn't that be better? But I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I don't think they're into human slavery anymore, man. They got so much technology. Well, I think it's like, you know, I mean, what is like, if, like, effective slaves it's not like plantation slavery it's like stay home the government's gonna give you your money just behave yourself be quiet don't be rambunctious don't be in the streets throwing molotov cocktails just calm the fuck down everything's gonna be fine you know like just produce and if you can't produce and if we don't need you to produce then just stay home and then 
have parties virtually and do stuff like that. Keep your mask on when you go outside. Yeah. You know, you never know. Coronavirus is still here. It's the year 2037. But there's still <laughs> coronavirus. So make sure you don't leave the house without a mask on. Yeah. And the degree... Have, did you notice how many people wear masks around here in Hoboken? Yeah. Even young people. It's like 95%. It's so weird. It's so high. Like, it, the numbers just going up on people who wear it just outside. You're talking about outdoors, exactly. bro. On a windy day. <clears throat> exactly. People like, taking a jog, wearing a fucking mask on their face. Yeah, so even if, even, <clears throat> even whatever you think about it, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I would go to the Heights a lot, and a couple months ago, no one was wearing the mask. Of course not, because you're outside. <clears throat> yeah. Now everyone's wearing the mask. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Part of it might be that it's cold and the mask is a little warm. Well, I'll give them a little bit of the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I will give them that. Sometimes like, I'll wear my mask. Like, all right, I'll just be. I'll I just won't be wear like on principle. I refuse to outdoors. But sometimes I'm like, you know, this mask will be kind of warm on my face, right? <laughs> I won't. I'm like, I won't do it because I don't want people to look at me and be like, oh, he's being safe. I don't want people to look at me. I want them to know that I'm only wearing it because it's warm. But I also, like, that's where I made it a point to not wear the mask whenever I don't have to wear the mask. Like, if I do wear the mask because, like, when I'm in the office, Mm -hmm. I have my nose out and no one cares. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it's just uncomfortable as fuck. And I get my glasses get foggy. I'm smelling my breath. Sometimes I get, like, lightheaded if I keep it on for too long. I just hate it. No one wears it correctly. No, no one wears it correctly. And and then if I go into like a supermarket, whatever, I'm wearing it for five minutes. I don't give a fuck. It's fine. You know, going to the liquor store, buy some beer. I put it on. I'm in and out. But I want people like if I was hanging out with comedians and we were outside and I just got to a mic and I was wearing a mask. Every comedian that saw me would be like, why are you wearing a mask? That's so weird. <laughs> you never wear a mask. And I'm like, that's how I want it to be. Like, I want it gotcha. to still be weird for me. Okay. I don't want it to be normal. I don't think it should be normal for anyone. I hate people who, like, I don't want, I want, like, everyone to always, like, be walking around or whatever, like, in the supermarket with the mask on. I just have those moments. Because I still have those moments where I'll look around and I'll be like, this is fucked. There's yeah. nothing normal about this. This is wrong. It's, like, people unnatural. People have been accepting it. They're so accepting of it. But I just feel like you got to get people to at least, like, acknowledge, like, mm-hmm. just think about it. Like, once a day... When you're wearing the mask indoors, just be like, this is fucked. Why am I wearing this stupid fucking mask? This is retarded. You know, just think that for, or just be like, this is not normal. I won't get used to it. But like the more people get used to it, it's just like, what's next, dude? What comes after the mask? The fucking visor thing? That thing that I shared? Did you see that? Dude, there's people at my job wearing that shit. Are you kidding me? For what? Really? The the, the, the thing that goes over? No, 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 no. The whole, okay, I got to show you this right now. This is a an entire um This is an entire like it looks like a spacesuit. Oh my god. It's four hundred dollars. I've already told the audience to look it up, but maybe if you didn't listen to that episode, please join us right now and go to VYZRtech.com. VYZRtech.com and look and look at this fucking insane thing okay here you go what yeah i saw that i saw that you i saw, saw that on facebook and i thought that was like just some wish it's not a shit. joke it's not a joke it's not a joke and the evolution of personal protection biovisor 
You retard. Oh. Steven in Seattle, United States, just purchased a visor. <clears throat> of course, they're buying them in Seattle. I mean, that city is is a lost city. Yeah. It is a lost city, Seattle. I mean, it's not as bad as Portland, but Jesus Christ. The American Dude. Northwest has never been worse than it is today. Dude, there's going to be wars are going to be fought by people wearing that in like yeah. five years in the streets. It's insane. <laughs> Engineered to protect. 360 degree in Bend, United States. You just Rebecca just purchased one. 360 degree barrier, robust seal, two-way air filtration. How about that? Oh, nice. Positive pressure system, whatever that means. Yeah. Where You want to hear their mission? Let's read their mission statement. <clears throat> We're on a mission. Our mission is to take respiratory protection to the next level and bring powered air purifying technology to the people who need it most. From wildfires to urban pollution. Urban, you're just going to wear it in a city? Yeah. To pandemics. Nice. Good timing, then. Access to clean air can no longer be taken for granted. Our team of designers and engineers strive to advance groundbreaking solutions to give our customers greater control over the air they breathe. Fuck them for not saying it's for this pandemic only. You're telling me people are going to want to buy your product after this pandemic? <laughs> they're evil and their building should be burned to the ground. Well, that's what they got to do because they, they, it's 400 <laughs> bucks. So they got to be like, well, you're not just going to use it for the next five months like till the vaccine comes out. You can use it for, for pollution. You can use yeah. it for, for city urban pollution, or you could use it like, you know, if you just want to, um, I don't know, look like a complete faggot. You could yeah. just do it for the Don't have a Halloween costume? Be a backpack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be, be a backpack, backpack for Halloween. You look like a see-through backpack. It's so <clears throat> weird, bro. So stupid. It's so weird. And people are going to walk around with that. And if I ever see anyone, because I work I'm in pushing Manhattan. pushing you over. I have to. I'm in Manhattan, you. I have to see that. There, I must be seeing that at some point, and I'm going to point and laugh at them because they deserve to be pointed and laughed at. And I hope people join me. I hope even people wearing masks join me. I hope that I stand side by side with someone outside wearing a surgical mask, and we both point and laugh at that person. That's what I want to happen. It's ridiculous. That would be man. true unity. And then I'd rip that mask off that person's face, and we start making out. That's what. <laughs> that's what would happen. You, I, you see, we're not so different after all. Like, don't become so new normalized that you can't look at someone like that and be like you're an insane person like yeah. that is a that is a risk that we run right now but i think uh i have a little bit of faith in people that they'll still be able to point and laugh at something like that god i hope so i hope they're not just like oh you know what i can protect my grandma with that yeah listen there's just not much you could do for you're grandma really putting at the end yourself of the day. In a bubble. it's a bubble yeah it's insane it's like i mean it's like it's like the guy i mean what is it then? Like, what is this about then? I don't get it. It's like the the. It's like some of the older comics who come to the open mics where we're all indoors and we're not wearing masks because we're all young and none of us really care that much. I mean, those of us who live with parents or or whatever. I mean, I have a theory. Well, but what I was gonna say was the old ones who still come there, but they wear an N95 mask. I'm like, dude, do you want to be safe? Don't come here. Like exactly. your N95 mask is not going to save you. If you really, if this virus is really what you think it is, so you're going to wear that mask while we're at comedy, why are you coming to an open mic? During a pandemic, it why would you no at a no sense when you're the one at risk. Not us. You're the one at risk. And that's selfish. Because yeah. then, like, if someone gets COVID and then infects this old fuck with COVID, then they got to feel bad about it. Yeah. But the old fuck made the decision to go to a comedy open mic. 
And then to look around and go, why isn't everyone else wearing a mask? Because we're fucking 25, dude. Yeah. Because we're 25 and we cannot die from COVID. You know, like, I mean, sure, we could. Like, one in a, in a billion of us. So, like, one, <clears throat> one stand-up comedian in America will die from COVID. That much is certain. I don't think it's going to be me. Right after but it might be me. Maybe I just said that. Yeah, I'm going to get stabbed to death and it'll be <laughs> COVID. That's... Yeah. Well, what are you going to say? You going to say something? I forgot. You have a theory. Oh, no. Um, my theory is, all right, what if aliens are ready to land and they just don't like our faces that much? Oh, so they want us to cover up? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? They just want to cover us so much. Like, maybe humans are just really, really gross. Like, cosmically, we're like the grossest thing out there. You know what would be even better than <clears throat> if they go, if there's like a, a guy, like Anthony Fauci comes on TV and he goes, you know, if you can't afford... I can't, I do, my Anthony Fauci is like Bernie Sanders, like, if you can't afford, uh, I don't know if that's good, but like, he'll he'll be like, if you can't afford uh, fucking, I'm Anthony Fauci, I'm Anthony the Rat Fauci, that's what they call him, the Rat. He's me, Anthony Fauci. (laughs) Anthony Fauci. He's just going to be like, if you can't afford to get a mask, a surgical mask, just wear a paper bag over your head. Just cut out little eye holes. And wear a brown paper bag. And then you're going to walk around and see a bunch of brown paper bags over people's heads. And then the aliens will go, you know what? It might be time. We just need that fucking Dave fellow to put his goddamn paper bag on. His gross human Put face. your fucking paper bag on, on your face, bitch. Yeah. <clears throat> but remember, I'm, I'm a right-wing authoritarian. Both of us are. Because we're not wearing masks and we're not yeah. forcing other people to. So in 2020, if you're not forcing other people to do things, you're a right-wing, a far-right authoritarian bigot. I'm a, and I'm a fascist. Yep, and the only way to pro- be progressive is to force people to do what you want. Yeah. Then you're a good progressive. But, I mean, we're pretty lost ourselves, much like Seattle and the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> yeah. We're lost because we're right-wing fascist authoritarians who want people to do what they want. Yeah. And I think it's really sad. I think we should both be ashamed of ourselves for wanting people to, to have liberty and be free. Yeah. Damn us for, for lying. We, yeah. we, we want to say we, we want to go outside and be free and express our... But we just hate <laughs> minorities. That's oh, really what it goes down to. I have to say this. I thought of this this week. Uh-huh. <clears throat> maybe I thought of it before. Maybe I haven't said it on the podcast before. But this is an important point to remember. I don't think I said it on the podcast yet. Because everyone makes morality arguments. But I realize like it's easy to make a morality argument. Like, obviously, right now, the morality argument is like, why wouldn't you wear a mask? Don't you care about at-risk people? Don't you care about people dying? You know, like this and that. Like, you should listen to me. Do what I say. Or you don't care about people. It's a morality argument. So they're doing moral posturing. They're like, I'm up here, and I'm on the moral high ground, and you're down there, and you're a horrible person. So do what I say, and then you could be up here with me. You know, it's like an easy, moral arguments are really easy, but they're really effective. And that's part of like half the reason why people wear masks is because they don't want to get yelled at by people who are, you know, by by, shamed. Exactly. They don't want that because they think that they don't have a moral argument. But I thought of an easy moral argument, which is that, which you could use, anyone could use out there. I encourage the listeners to use this if you're, especially if you're, you're in an argument with someone and you just want to fuck with them because this is a really good one. You could just say, look, for hundreds of years, soldiers have gone and fought and died for our freedoms and our liberties. So isn't wearing a mask kind of spitting on their graves? Boom. I just made a perfectly equivalent moral argument. So you go, do you care about risk people? I'm like, sure, I care about risk people. You know what I care about? The troops that died for my freedom. 
you don't care about those troops, you're a piece of shit. That's what I say to those people. <laughs> it's the best moral equivalent argument. And then I yeah. go, look, now you're up there morally. I'm up here too. I'm just not, I'm not wearing a mask. You know, like we're both using <laughs> exactly. shitty reasons to to, to just like, be and it's like it's like yeah, and it's like I don't really think that about these people that they're spitting on soldiers' graves, yeah. but I'm using just their logic. I'm just flipping and their logic. They don't on them. really think you're putting the world at risk. No, no, they just like they. I don't know. I, it's a lot of reasons. Some of them like they're afraid. They are jealous in a way, or maybe not jealous or envious of people who are willing to not mm. completely comply or just be like this is kind of this is kind of dumb but they're afraid to do it themselves and so they kind of lash out mm. i think that's part of it maybe that's like just like fuck i'm a pussy a percentage of it yeah the other ones like they don't really care about at risk people but they want to appear like they care about it. it's like the people who are like i care about the poor yeah. and then you're like go work at a soup kitchen they're like poor people disgust me i just think yeah. they should have more money you know what I mean? They're like, I would never stand near a poor person. Jesus Christ. Do you think I'm going to go to a soup kitchen? I don't want to get COVID or, or AIDS. I just want to text that I care about poor people on my iPhone exactly. made by poor people who killed yeah. themselves. Or the white people who are like, you you don't support Black Lives Matter? You, you're horrible. You're a horrible person. And I'm like, <laughs> name four black people you know. And they're like, exactly. um... Jerome. And I'm like, you don't really know someone named Jerome, right? And they're go like, no... Go to one black neighborhood without changing, <laughs> changing your voice. I dare yeah. you. <laughs> you know you will. <laughs> Just, oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's what's up. That's yeah. the end of the podcast, I think. Fair enough, I think man. we really covered a lot. I think oh, it was yeah. a really great experience. I think the audience is going to love it. I hope, that, I hope so. I hope How so. much did we do? Let's see. Two years. Is an hour and 37 minutes. So that's a good chunk. And I hope that the audio came in good, but it looked like the levels were coming on fine. If you had to turn up the volume a little bit, because usually I hold the mic up to my mouth like this. Oh, okay. But I just turned up the income, like the input volume. I try to hunch myself. I try to give yeah. myself scoliosis enough to... Yeah, never... you're making sacrifices, real yeah. sacrifices for the audience. Exactly. I think we're, we're good, though. I think we're fine. I think it was probably coming in fine. If but... people are going to complain about it, then it's like, Go get COVID. What can I tell you? Put your mask on, shut the fuck up, get COVID, and and we'll take it from there. Yes. Okay, thanks for listening. Love Kill you. Kill yourself and your family second because they're dying of the COVID. Yeah, yeah. You already done your job <laughs> at that point. Exactly. All right, we're all going to die. I'll see you.